everybody. Welcome to Sports Talk. One full hour of anything and everything you want to talk about in the world of sports. If you're in Dallas County, call us at 214-787-1190. Tarrant County, 817-787-1190. Now here they are, a couple of guys we all know and love, the Wiz Kid and Coach Gary Rice. Guys, take it away. Hello and welcome to Sports Talk. I am your host, Coach Gary, along with the Wiz Kid. And we usually say hello to our legendary Ben Martin, but he is taking the day off. And you're probably thinking, man, how much time does this guy take off? Well, he's legendary, so legends can do whatever they want. And he has schedule problems, the reason why he's not here today. But we'll get him back next week. But we do have a guy that really deserved the time off, and he is back. And we're glad to have him back. Yeah, you know him as the Wiz Kid. We say hello to Warren Shore. Hey, Warren, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing great, my friend. Did you have a good time last week? Hey, everybody. Yes, I did have a good time last good. week. I did have a good time last week. Went down to Houston to see the uh, Cleveland Indians play. They, uh, <laughs> Very good. Whooped up on the Astros. Try to get the Rangers some games back. Yeah, I was going to say. They did. Tom, thank you. <laughs> they helped, but then the Rangers blew it all Uh-oh. this week. I don't so. even, Oh, God, they just drive me crazy. That team just, oh. I don't know what we're gonna do, but I think you know I'm really I'm really thinking at this point they're not even gonna, they're not gonna make the playoffs, not even as a wild card. Huh? But it's still early to tell. It is early. Yeah. I'm interested. We got. I don't know if you were planning on talking about the Rangers, but I was just yeah. What about the whole Beltray thing? Seems like yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah. No, I, him coming back is is big. Yes, but it seems like Evan Grant wrote something in the Dallas Morning News today how. He left to go to Arizona, and then they lost five in a row until today. Like, he just left the team, and they're like, oh, this is like – he leaves, and the team just goes into into the tank. Wow. Like, like you can't really just bank this all on Beltre coming back of saving the season. No. I just I – just, and say when he retires, you're going to tell me none of these leaders in the clubhouse can like – I understand Beltre, <laughs> future Hall of Famer. Yes, big presence like has fun on the on the, the field, field yeah. and with Elvis they oh, have that yeah. great like, totally under Love totally that. Yeah. totally get it Love totally it. get it. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna tell me not what Napoli great clubhouse guy he can't get these guys up and rolling. Some of the other Elvis has been here for I don't know, how long ten years yeah nine ten years he hasn't he can't uh, get some of these guys going. I just Lacroix's a veteran yeah I'm just a little skeptic like when he's not there. Other guys should pick it up. And I understand Absolutely. he's a big presence, but you yeah. can at least piecemeal it together. Absolutely. Yeah, you would think so. And maybe it's because some of these guys that are leaders, they're having their own problems, and they, they don't, and they just can't you know, pull themselves up to you know, help the team out. But it's going to bring a, an interesting situation with him coming back because now Gala, what do you do with him? You know, that's going to be a – because he, he has done very well filling in defensively, and he's starting to come around a little bit on his bat. But well, – what are we going to do with him? He's not hitting for average at all. No, I know but that. But he's hitting a lot. He's third in home runs with Fiat one today, 15. And his OPS is uh, 865, which is great. Wow, yeah. That's uh, slugging plus on base. Anything above 800 is great. Oh, God, yeah. I fantastic. mean, that's that's great. But you you got to keep his bat in the lineup. You could put him in outfield or DH him. DH him, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But Or maybe place him first. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you you need him taking and Napoli still he's still struggling. So you know, yeah, you you got to you, you're right though. You got to keep him in the lineup. 
You know, and I know more. The more things I'm noticing too, Warren, is that people are looking at that statute as gave the OPS and on base percentage almost more than batting average. Everybody looks at that now and says, like, okay, if you can do this, you know, even if you're batting 250, but you got this going on. Hey, we like you. Well, yeah, I just think it makes sense to look at on base percentage rather than sure. batting average because you. The point is getting on base. Base, thank you. And exactly. then why not look at a stat that considers walks, but on base doesn't. On base percentage still doesn't include if you reach on an error. Doesn't right. reach on uh, hit by a pitch. I don't think like it only is right. like hits and walks, which is still fine. But um, yeah. Yeah, batting average is fine if you want to see how many hits per at bat they get. I, I I can find, but you you can't be like, oh, the batting average is the end all be all. On base is a better indicator. I think so. Yeah, of how someone is doing because you do want them to get on base. You know, years ago, if you were batting three hundred, man, you were considered you know great. I mean, that was just a good number. That for still you. is doing. That's yeah, still, it you're still, still is. Still, yeah. Look, you could say like, hey, this guy bats three hundred. That guy's doing. He's doing it right. Yep. Like there are there are things of the on base really is if a guy's batting below like two thirty, yeah, and then his on base percentage is like three fifty or three sixty, you could say, Oh, he's batting three thirty, but look at his on base. He's getting on base thirty eight percent of the time, thirty seven percent of the time, but he's only getting a hit twenty one or twenty two percent of the time. So that's it's for the guys that are hitting below two twenty five is what you could. That's how you validate it. Yeah, that's true. Rangers did win today. Uh, finally, they took only one out of three in the in the weekend here, and they start Monday with Tampa Bay, and then here comes a couple of big series for them. Houston comes in at um, June second through the fourth, followed by the Mets and Nationals, and they go back to Houston twelve and fourteen. Those two series in Houston, man, you got to be thinking sweeping, but it ain't going to happen. But that's what you got to be thinking. You got to be thinking sweep. Uh yeah, well I think you got to think what you got to win the series. The first, I'll take that. Yeah, but well, but in my mind, if and I just this is just me. Yeah, you know you, you got to sweep. You know you got to take three in one of those series. You need to take three of them. Yeah, the uh, Friday night's matchup is Darvish versus Keuchel. Ooh, so that's a <laughs> Keuchel hasn't lost this year. Yeah, I know it. He's I mean he that's just a came good. Out, he just came off the DL. Too. Yeah, he pitched yeah. pretty well his last time out. That's a good. That's a good uh, that's matchup. A, that's a great matchup. That's a good pitching matchup on Friday night. It'd be a good crowd there for that for sure. Yeah, AJ Griffin went on the DL. You know that's bad too because he was one of the pitchers I really liked. This guy could threw the ball the way I liked. He he, he uh, pinpointed his uh, pitches and he went after the batters. And now he's going to be out for a while. So now you, here you go, got to scramble now to find out where they're still waiting on him. Tyson Ross. Yeah, what's the deal with that? That's taking forever to get he's him. He's throwing there. some rehab starts, some heard. bullpens, and he's about to go on a rehab. I think this week they were hoping to get him out. They're deciding if they want to go on a rehab start this week right. or just he'll throw a rehab on, like, Monday and then throw him out again, just throw him in the big leagues to see what they got. And I think Cashner going on – or not Griffin, pardon me. Cashner and Griffin look right. like exactly the same guy out there. <laughs> um, with Griffin going on the DL, they might just throw Ross out there starting who whenever, yeah. the, whenever needed. Yeah. You got nothing to lose at this point. I mean, you yeah. got to turn something around. And Dyson is still doing his crap, so you know I'm sick of him. He so put I'm, a couple good stretches yeah, together, know, but then this week he had that bad. He he oh. let it get away from him in Boston. But you sure boy did he though? I but, but before that, game. that, he was he was yeah, pitching he was, he was yeah. pitching well, a lot more sink on the ball, and you're like, okay, he could be 
that's good peace. And then in Boston, it just all blew up. What What do you think is wrong with him? Is it you think it's mechanical? It's something he's doing in his way he's pitching, or is it his, is it his head? I don't know. I well, I mean, I think it's when you start the season blowing a save. Okay, I the first game of the year. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll let that one. I'll let that one go. Well, and you yeah, and you're playing Cleveland, so you're playing a damn good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. I'll, the first game of the year, you're trying to get in a groove. Absolutely. But then when you blow the the third game when he gives up the grand slam. Yep. Then I then it starts getting mental. Like, oh, here we go, and then it just starts snowballing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then the then it just then he's just a head case. He doesn't know what's going to happen because then his sinker isn't sinking. Yeah, he's and if his sinker is not sinking, it's a he's, flat fastball. Yeah. It is flat. That's batting practice, yes, folks, for these guys. <laughs> yeah. And then, so I think then that happens. But then the sink, then he gets the sinker going, and then he pitches well. I don't know. I think it all depends on like the sinker. It if is. he's if he's got the good feel with it, but I don't think he's had the good feel of it other than that week last week. Yeah, so it's got yeah. So well, that he's thinking uh, well, about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to worry about you know like a quarterback trying to throw the ball. And he's trying to he's trying to aim the ball instead of yeah. just throwing it. You know, you just got to zip it out there. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely in his head. Well, and then he gets a guy on, and it's all oh, here we go. One guy on get one. <laughs> the first guy of the inning gets on. It's all oh, here yeah. we go again. <laughs> we don't right. even let the try and get a <laughs> double play after it. No, it's just here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> and it usually ends up that way, well, too. Well, and he's thinking the same thing, too, in his mind. He's like, oh, leadoff guy's on for, I don't know, about the 10th time in a row. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. It, it, that's, that's why sports is so fun, because of what all the kind of things are going on mentally, physically for players. In any sport, it doesn't matter. Uh, Oklahoma wins the Big 12 championship. Congratulations to them. They beat uh, Texas and upset there. TCU had lost the first game. Them and Tech both lost their first games. But TCU made a comeback in the loser's bracket, but didn't quite make it. College World Series starts in June, uh, the 17th to be exact, so we'll keep an eye on the frogs there. And on a personal note, Luke, my grandson, you've heard me talk about him. They were in a tournament this weekend. What a great performance. He pitched five innings, worn, and struck out nine. Pretty good. Yeah. They, unfortunately, though, they ended up second in the tournament. So, but, That's all right. Uh, yeah. Hey, if – there was a DraftKings lineup for him. I hope people had him out there. That's a good that's a good line right there. Thank you very much, and I'm sure he appreciates that as well. All right. We're about ready to take a break here, and we do. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about a few things in the NFL, some changes going on, and the big stuff we'll be talking a little bit later, of course, is the NBA championship. Yep. Warriors and Cavaliers, scene three, or act three, whatever you want to call it. This is the third time in a row. And that doesn't happen very often. A lot of people feel this is a big one. Obviously, it is. But who's it, who's really the pressure on in this one? Is it the Warriors or the Cavaliers? We'll talk about that. And I know Warren's going to have a lot to say as well when we discuss it. So you want to call us, 214-817-787-1190 is the number to call. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think about the finals? Who's going to take it this time around? We'll find out. We'll talk about it when we come back. So don't you go anywhere. Welcome back to Sports Talk. I'm your host, Coach Gary, along with the Wiz Kid, Warren Shore, Little Tavares with 
Disco Inferno. Best bumper music you'll ever hear on the radio right here on 1190, along with the coach and the whiz kid. A couple of sad notes to pass along because everybody knows about it by now. Jim Banning, 85 years old, was a Hall of Fame pitcher. Uh, he pitched for the Tigers, the Phillies, and the Pirates. He, they, he passed away with complications after a stroke. He was uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1996. His record was 224-184, which ranked him 70th among pitchers, 327 ERA. 2,855 strikeouts, ranked him 17th. He was a nine-time All-Star, and he played from 1955 to 1971, and three times he was a strikeout leader. And, Warren, one other thing about him is that he's the only Hall of Fame player and baseball baseball player and, and a Hall of Famer that also served in Congress. So Yeah, know. he was a senator. Yeah, you know, that's a – that's pretty fantastic. You found something outside of uh, sports and did and did and did very well in that. Then they say this guy was a very aggressive pitcher. He would throw at you, knock you down if he had to, to make his point. And see, people didn't start fights, you know, back at the, in the day. They did that was part of baseball. Where you see it now, it's like, oh, you throw at me, you know, okay, well, I'm either going to come at you or my pitcher's going to knock the crap out of your next guy that comes up. So it's it's really changed over the years. But he was one of the best. Just imagine if you hated him as a pitcher and you lived in the state, you ran for Senate, you could have voted against him so you could keep the hate rolling down the line. That's right. Well, yeah, you could have carried that for a long while. Yeah. Cortez Kennedy, Hall of Famer as well for football, dies at the age of 48. They found him in his home alone. They don't suspect any foul play here. He played 11 seasons with the Seahawks. He was the third overall pick for them in 1990. He had six Pro Bowl appearances, and he was not the first team All-Pro for three straight seasons. Out of 167 games, he played 153. It's pretty good for a defensive player. 58 sacks, 568 tackles, and he was a defensive player in 1992. i got to wonder, though, Warren, whether to do the autopsies, is this going to be one of those, another player that uh, passed because of the damage done to him while playing football? He's also a big guy. Yeah. Well, well, he's, okay. a, he's a large that's a large human right there. <laughs> so it could have to do something with that too. But it, if, if he lets his brain go to studies, it will be interesting to see if there was some CTE. But I think but it's a large man. So yeah, Well, I guess the, the test will tell. That'll be a, a few weeks down the road before we find out for sure. NFL season is not that far away, folks. Thank goodness. We're at the end of May. <laughs> yeah, I know. June is coming up on Thursday, and July is when the uh, training camps open late in July or yeah, middle to late July. But the owners did some different things. They are gonna they made some changes here. And, Warren, I'm, I'm really interested to see how you feel about this because the first one was the overtime. It's been reduced down now from 15 to 10. Now, they still play by the overtime rules, which means if you had the first possession of the football and you kick a field goal, the other team has a chance. However, if you get the ball first, you score a TD, the game is over. So, that really doesn't change anything as far as I see here. I don't know what, you know, they're do, they say they're doing it for the safety of the players, but now, look at this way. If you're the first team with the ball and you take an eight, nine-minute drive and kick a field goal, you don't leave a lot of time for the other team, which is obviously good for you. But one thing, Warren, clock management in the overtimes is going to be really tested. You better be on your game. I don't get this. this I don't makes either. No sense to me. What's an extra five minutes going to? We got to see two more ties. That's all that would have happened. 
in the span of like the last 10 years, there have been two more ties. Right. If anything, they should have changed it to let, if you score a touchdown, just let the other team get the Thank ball. Thank you. Thank I think you. that is that, the most exactly. unf- it's Look, it happened in the Super Bowl. The Patriots got it first. Everyone watching the game knew the game was over exactly. when they won the toss because they were scoring a touchdown. Yeah. What is the what is the problem with letting the team get a chance at matching a touchdown? If they don't, then this, okay, yeah. they at least got a shot. Right. Let the exactly. other team get a chance. Yeah, I Just don't know play the can, game, yeah. the rules, and each team gets a possession, and let's go from there. I don't understand this. First, they want the sudden death aspect still in there, but still, it would be more interesting if the team got the ball back. Then you know it's four down territory the entire time. That's right. I think that brings more strategy into it. In the first place, do you accept the kickoff? Do you defer? Right. Like, what do you do? It's clearly more strategy if both teams get one possession at it. Exactly. And you gotta you gotta watch your timeouts. When are you go, when are you gonna use them properly? Yeah. To save your you know save the I, time. And yeah. I I would have liked that more than move it to ten minutes. I have, look the game's in overtime. Why are we gonna bring more options of a tie in? Then if we're we're seeing ties at fifteen minutes, we're definitely going to see more ties at ten if it gets to overtime. Well, and they and, and it's been brought up the fact that uh, over the years that most of the overtime games only go to eight or nine minutes anyway. Yeah, for you know having fifteen minutes, but they don't they don't even make it to ten minutes. So reducing it and this you know and the, protecting the players, I understand this. I, I I really do. I mean, being a player myself, you know, you get hurt, you know, but. You know what? In ten minutes, you still get hurt. I, you know that doesn't make any difference to me. I also okay. So all overtimes and extra innings are the way the game is played normally. Like other than the NBA, you're not going to have a twelve minute overtime. No. So they do five minutes. Everyone it's in says hockey, that in hockey too. Well, right? hockey they yeah. In the regular season, they do five That's minutes. Right. Yeah. Three on three to make it more exciting. Okay, understand that. Right. The playoffs they play though until someone scores. And that's the, sudden death. Yeah, sudden yeah. death. Sudden death. Absolutely. NFL, why I don't I'm still I don't understand why they just move it to ten minutes. That's the biggest problem I have with this. I do too. Your quarters that are, and keeping and keeping the regular your quarters rules. are fifteen minutes long. Okay, you've just already played four. Play another five. Play play like they've been doing forever. Just keep it at fifteen. That's my that's the biggest complaint I have. I do too. I, think I just said that. Yeah, and, but, and eliminate the, the that rule. Like I said, even if the team scores a touchdown, let the other team yeah, have the ball. But if just. They're all everyone. They're all the NFL's been trying to trick up this overtime rule for how long? Ten years? Figure something out? <laughs> it seems like forever they've been trying to figure out overtime. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Fifteen minutes, both teams get the ball, and if it's tied after both teams get the ball, you play sudden death. Do you like the college uh, overtime? Uh yes, I think it's really yeah. exciting, but that doesn't work in the NFL. I know, but I'm if just, you did yeah. that in the NFL, start everyone at the fifty. Oh yeah, but no, no, sir. If you want to oh. do college style, start everyone at the opponent's forty-five yard line, okay. so they only got to go fifty-five yards because twenty-five—that's too easy. Oh yeah, too easy. You could do that one, yeah, one play. Yes, yeah. yes, but start them at the forty-five, make them drive a little bit for a field goal. Don't just put them in field goal range, right? And yeah, then, or go. if they want a touchdown, that is a, and then you could go no clock. I'm fine with doing no clock like the Me college too. if you do that. Yeah. Totally fine with that. And then that would be exciting. I think so. Because then you get double and triple overtime games for sure. And the college overtime is great. I think so. They, they, they do it in high school too now. And, and, you know, do you know, I don't know if you know this back in the old day, I'm talking back when I was playing ball. You know how they broke ties? How? You're not going to believe this. Penetrations. <laughs> okay. You know what that is? No. 
Okay. That, it, every time you got inside the 20-yard line, that was considered a penetration. Okay? Okay. So, at the end of the game, if your game was tied, they look, they don't play anymore. They look at the penetrations. Referees kept kept scoring I don't that. like that. Yeah, that, that that's sucked. Dumb. Yeah, that's and they dumb. And they did that in the playoffs, too. That's dumb. Yeah. I don't like that. But that's what it, that's what it was back in the day. I'd know? rather see a 55-yard field goal kicking contest <laughs> than that. <laughs> that would be a lot more fun, yeah. yeah. Especially on a windy day. Yeah. <laughs> a snowy day. Could you imagine yeah, a oh my God. Uh, conference championship coming down to who can kick a 55-yarder in a blizzard? <laughs> yeah, who's going to run the snowblower out there yeah. to clear the path again? All right. Also, they cut down the um, – the cut down now will be taken uh, take place after the fourth pregame show, pregame uh, uh, game during the pregame season. The preseason game. Thank you, preseason. Thank you. That means all the teams will now carry ninety players until the final cut. This one doesn't make much sense to me either. In, in previous ways, they they had one time you had to break it down to like seventy. Seventy five. They cut 75, it to seventy five. And then at the end of the the preseason, you knocked it down to fifty five. Well, right? I think they wanted to. Make it so you didn't have to cut the ninety; those twenty, those fifteen players you cut before could play in the fourth preseason game, so your second stringers wouldn't be out there and could get hurt. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of. But you can still, you don't have to carry ninety going into the fourth preseason if you don't want to. Oh, okay. like you can still cut however many you want. There's just no mandatory seventy-five man roster for the fourth pregame. I'm just, the I'm just thinking of the guys that are looking to pick up somebody or scrambling. Well, like, that's a scramble, yeah, too. You, well, the yeah. thing, too, is, look, you're cutting, what, 30, 37 guys? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of guys to cut. That is. And those guys, half of them, that gives them hope for a week. So you could say the guys that wouldn't have made the 15, they get another chance. Right. Which is good for them. But still, there's going to be a ton of action going down of waiver moves before that first week of the season that weekend. Oh, you know it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's you a lot of players like Cowboys, you know, they're still looking Or like say help. a guy say a guy you would normally cut before the seventy five gets hurt in the last preseason game. Yeah. He's on the roster for the whole season and that guy is loving it. Cause then if not, he would have been cut. It wouldn't have been on a roster, <laughs> right. and then he could just stay on a roster for the medical stuff. Like, that's another thing, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot to think about as they go through that. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's going to be real interesting. Bad news for the Cowboys, another suspension. But this one is not like the rest of them. This is David Irving. He's facing a four-game suspension. He's going to, he, he's, they've already put it down on him. He's already appealed and apparently has lost that. And he took the suspension for PED use. However, Warren, what makes this story strange, he was endorsing these uh, medications with a company that was that was he was helped promoting the supplement, getting paid to do it. How do you endorse something and not know it's illegal in the NFL? I don't know. That's not that's not good on his agent. No, it's not good for him, especially on his agent. His agent for sure. Yeah, he should have known that. Let's there are not. Let's just say the Cowboys defensive line unit is probably the dumbest in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, these guys are yeah. getting suspended left and right. What this is like the fourth or fifth fourth yes. guy in the last two years that's been suspended has had a suspension. These guys are not smart. I don't think Gregory will ever see the damn field. Oh again. no, he's done. You should yeah. not count on him ever again. No, absolutely, you yeah. should not. He's a Josh Gordon. Just don't count on him. People say, "Oh, Gregory's coming back. Gregory's coming back." Let's get no. Don't count on him. OTAs. Uh, I think they're a good idea because obviously you get the teams together, you know, learn each other and stuff like that. Some players make a big deal not going. Odell Beckham has not showed up. 
This guy just got a, a shoe contract, and you saw this, and it's paying him more than what he's making playing. So yeah. he don't really give a damn whether he goes in or not. No, I mean, look, it's good for the new coaches and the players. Like, yeah, it's good. Like, it's spring practice, pretty much light yeah. spring practice, very light. Yeah, which is fine. Yes, but you just hope no one gets hurt. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. And there's like no hitting in this either. It's I know. All yeah, they don't wear helmets anything. and shoulder pads. Learning your position and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, which is know. fine. Exactly. All right, we come back. We're going to talk about it. The big one, the championship game, NBA. Yep, the Warriors and Cavaliers, number three. Who's going to take it this time around? There's good debate about this. We come back. We'll talk about it. You can too. 214-817-787-1190. Don't go anywhere. Oh, yeah. Sports Talk with your host, Coach Gary, and the Wiz Kid doing double duty as a co-host and a producer. Why? Because he's the Wiz Kid. That's why he's very good at what he does. Pittsburgh Penguins are good what they did. They had to win a double overtime in the final game to make it to the championship. They are facing the Nashville Predators, and they will start their first game tomorrow night at 8 o'clock at Pittsburgh. And then if they go seven games, they'll run all the way through June. You got any pick here, uh, Warren, on this? Uh, I mean, the Penguins won last year. Yeah. Going for the repeat. I think it's they were the second best team in the NHL all season. I think it's hard to go against them. But Nashville, yeah. I mean, they got something they got something going over there. I I would prefer Nashville to win just to get a new vibe. Different someone, yeah, a absolutely. new team win. So I'll roll with Nashville. You know, I started to go that way too, but then I'm thinking the Penguins, man, they get all this experience and and you know, winning that last game in double overtime shows they know still how to win in the toughest situation. And uh, I guess all I can say is Pittsburgh better not take these guys lightly because they could surprise them. But I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh. I think they've yeah. got the experience. But I like your pick, though. I really do. The I really thought about taking them as well. All right, the big game. Here it is, Golden State. Cleveland Cavaliers, everybody's talking about it. And of course, they don't really start the, the series till June first. That's when the first game will Thursday. be. Thursday, yeah, coming up. But everybody got some rest on this. Except Cavaliers took one more extra game because they lost one. Oh my goodness, that, that loss was just horrible. I couldn't believe that. that. It was it was not the best loss, but I think in the long if in the long run it will it worked out. The second half of Game Three and the first half of Game Four was terrible. Right, but I think that that will uh, wake him up. I, I mean, I woke up Kyrie for sure. Yes, uh, at least in Game Four. And I just think, look, sometimes you win ten in a row, you get bored. And the Cavs have had a, had have had a situation where they were just they've gotten bored throughout the season, and especially with Isaiah Thomas getting hurt, right. I felt like they were just. Going, yeah, they were well, up 20 points, too. So they were just going through the motions. Motion, yep. All right, the third quarter is here. We'll just get get we'll get this out of the way. <laughs> yeah. and, and then they, 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 they wrap it up in the fourth. And the, yeah, and they yep. got burned. And you know what? They lost. And I don't think it's a bad thing that they lost. No. Uh, I, no. Personally. 
Well, you shouldn't. I mean, you, like you said, you win 10 in a row, sometimes that happens. Yeah. You, you stub your toe. But then again, like you said, and I agree 100%, being a former coach and player, sometimes that wakes you up and says, hey, you know what? We got to play four quarters. Yeah, but boy, it was getting it was getting nervy times, though, when they were down 10 and game four. We're, oh, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. It can't go six. Like, this is. Yeah. It, it's un, if it goes six, then you're playing on Saturday. You got to go right into preparation for Golden State. Yep. You got no rest. Five was was good. Both teams seem to be healthy. That's a good thing. In the past two times, uh, somebody was hurt on one team or the other, and uh, so they didn't really, never really had a full squad. Now Golden State, of course, adds Kevin Durant, and boy, there is a lot of talk, Warren, about. Kevin Durant, they better win this thing because they they say if, Ke- if they don't, Kevin Durant's going to just catch hell. Well, shouldn't he? he yeah, got, I agree. Yeah, like he he was on the Thunder. I know, and they were up three to one on the Warriors last year in the Western Conference Finals. He shoots thirty two percent in those final three games and blows it. Just blows it down the stretch. They yep. were up what? 10 points mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter of game six, and Clay Thompson went on a shooting barrage to beat them, but he didn't make that many shots down the stretch either. And then they blow it in game seven. So he blew a 3 1 lead Jeez. to the team, and then he joins the team that beat him 3 <laughs> 1. This is not like LeBron going to the Heat. They exited in the first round. Okay, this yeah. is not the same situation if people want to compare it. He beat the team that beat him, he was up 3 1. He was about to beat them, he joined them. I mean, if he doesn't win it this year, he he is he has been lucky that LeBron has been playing right now because he never gets criticized as hard as LeBron does. No one ever gets criticized as hard as LeBron does. Yeah. If LeBron would have thrown his mouthpiece into the stands in game six after he fouled out, we'd still be talking about it today. <laughs> and that happened almost a year ago. Yeah. That's what Steph Curry did the two time MVP yeah. last year. Seriously. Like the criticism, everyone says, oh, the criticism on these guys is so hard, so tough. No one's criticism is as high as LeBron's criticism ever will be. That's true. They, they will never be on that level. Now, they'll get some of it if they lose, and rightfully so, because you just don't join. The same thing happened for LeBron when he joined the Heat. You don't win it that first year. You deserve to be yeah. criticized and ripped. Because that was you your didn't purpose get of done. going, yeah. The point, you joined that team so you would win a title every year. You don't win it then you deserve to be criticized, and especially Durant, who has shrunk. He has shrunk in the biggest moments. He even shrunk on Christmas Day when they played the Cavs. The Warriors were up 16, totally different game, but he was cruising that fourth quarter. He was terrible. And that's a Christmas Day game. What's going to happen in the finals? Yeah, and you know everybody was watching that game too. That, yeah, yeah, you know that's that's a, the marquee yeah, game. The absolutely. Cavs Warriors on Christmas, and they were up 14, and they blew it then. And I and I'm you can't really take a lot from that because the Cavs don't have the same team. Right, guys were hurt, but that was a big moment, and he shrunk. He sure did. LeBron, Kyrie, and Love—they seem to be playing very well together right now. And like you said, Kyrie really has stepped up. He's going to have to, and he's going to play probably the next level up. Don't you agree to help him out? Because they're saying Golden State's going to win this thing, whether it's four a sweep or. Seven game, whatever. It's they're already pretty much everybody's uh, crowning them the champion. Oh, they're saying in five. Golden State is in the hot pick in five. In four, look when you have four all stars and you have two of the three best players in the league, you should win. Just looking at 
You have Durant and Curry. I mean, you should probably win the series. Yeah. But Kyrie, he loves going against the Warriors, and he loves carving up Steph Curry. He loves it. There's video that when Ernie Johnson asked Ty Lue about the Warriors, yeah. they've zoomed in on Kyrie, and he's got a smile. He's shaking. <laughs> he is just chomping at the bit to get a piece of the Warriors. In game five last year, he had 41. Jeez. In game six, yeah. he had 35. And then, again, he had 30, He had 27 in game seven when he wasn't playing well, but at the biggest shot of the season. Like, he lives for this. And in game one of the 2015 finals, before he got hurt and fractured his kneecap, mm. he blocked Curry in crunch time on defense and was having a really good game. Look, the narrative, if Kyrie doesn't get hurt in that series – the Cavs win the finals. They took it to six games, and it was LeBron and Matthew. Yeah, I know. Matthew Delavadova was the second best player. Think how much the narrative changes. The Cavs. Oh, yeah. The narrative would be the Cavs going for the three peat. Right. Now it's a rubber match. Yeah. And I don't even think you consider this a rubber match because they had a Durant. I mean, these two teams are totally different than what they were the last two. That's true. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can't. That's not a fair comparison. But this, I'm really interested how Love plays. Yeah. Because. He the Golden State is not the best matchup for him. Like he's probably got to guard Draymond. Yeah, and that's tough because he's not guarding Durant. Um, no, absolutely not. So whatever how he does look, if he can keep him offensively offensively going, he averaged twenty seven and twelve against Boston, and this is the most this is the best I've seen him play all season. Like if he can do twenty one and ten. 20 and 10. Hell, I'll, yeah. I'll even settle for 15 and 10. Just be a man on the boards. Thank you. Yes. That's a huge X factor, I think. And I'm just really fascinated to see how they use him and how his defense is. It needs to be average. Like, that's the thing about the Cavs. Kyrie and Love are like decent defenders. Right. But when they try, they're it's solid. Better. And yeah. you can count mm-hmm. on them. See, and they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to. Like I said, they're gonna have to step it up to the next level. You think maybe Love can uh, get Damon Green to do something stupid and you know injure him and get him suspended for the series. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think. Yeah, That's I think something that, to watch right there. Yes, Draymond. He, he's a hothead. Yeah, he is. And he he couple calls don't go his way. He'll be livid. And I just think can he keep his cool? I also think something that no one's talking about or I haven't heard that much talked about is that. Is Steve Kerr going to be on the bench? Thank you. I was just about to talk okay. about that. Yeah. Because Mike Brown is a be- is not the best NBA. I don't want to say bad. Right. But he is not great. No, he's not Kerr, that's for sure. Yes. And, look, Kerr can be in the locker room. That's good. Halftime adjustments, whatever. He's still with the team. Right. But you're going to tell me, say, Clay gets three fouls in the first quarter or yeah. five minutes to go in the second quarter. Mike Brown's got to make those decisions of what to do. Yep. That's not Steve Kerr. Yeah, they could get a courier, like whatever, by yeah. note what to do, but it's not coming out before Brown's got to make a decision. So he's got to make those decisions. He's got to drop the plays on the bench. Yeah, and you don't if have If they you listen don't, to him. Yeah, and you don't have a lot of time to do that. Yes. So that's another fascinating absolutely. thing. That but is. Ty Lue has the coaching advantage over Mike Brown. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's a there's a lot of other things. Like that's the biggest thing I think is like what Mike Brown does. Now, I don't think it matters that much because these guys are just, they feed off each other so well and it's the system ingrained. Right. But in key situations, yes. it 
it will time, be. You know, timeouts become a big deal there. Yes. You know, and like you said, replacement play, replacing players is maybe in foul trouble. You just need to make that change. You got to know when to do that. But this team, the Warriors, they're just like remind me of the Cowboys in the nineties when they're winning Super Bowls. You know, when Switzer came in, was he a great coach? No, absolutely not. That team ran on its own. In fact, everybody felt that because of him, they lost that that playoff game against the 49ers that kept them from winning three straight Super Bowls. But they won because they knew the system, like you said. The Warriors do, too. They're kind of like on autopilot. Now, though, it becomes a chess, ma- a chess match between these two teams and find out who makes the better moves because it could come down to that, there, whatever game it is. And agree or disagree, this, do, does Cleveland have to win this first game? No. You don't think so? No, they don't have to win the first game. Okay, a lot of people say that that's, it's a big game they got to win. They were down 3-1 last year, and yeah. they found a way to win. I know it's different, and I got some. I got a couple other things to okay. say about the series if you want to. You bet. We'll talk about it when we come it. back. Absolutely. And we got a few other things, too, that we'll talk about. But we'll, cause This is a big, big series, folks. Three times in a row these teams have faced each other. And, and like I said, they say it's a rubber match, but these two teams are totally different from back then. You want to join in in the conversation? We'd love to have you. 214-817-787-1190. Don't you touch that channel. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. We're in the last segment of Sports Talk. I'm your host, Coach Gary, along with the Wiz Kid, Warren Shore. The legendary Ben Martin has taken the day off. Before we get back talking about the NBA, a couple of notes I wanted to cover about the NFL, Warren, that I overlooked, but real quickly, the Rams and Chargers are having a problem with their building, building the big you know, monstrosity, whatever they're going to build out there out in Inglewood. The weather apparently has caused problems. And uh, it's a $2.6 million stadium that they're building. And they've already lost the Super Bowl 55. So it's going, that's going to Tampa. And they'll supposedly pick up 56 in 2020. So already problems out there in L.A. And you, you know, you take chances like that. And especially they, they're blaming on El Nino. That's Who would have thought rain in Southern California would have caused such a problem? You know, you're, do you know the song, It Never Rains in Southern California? It's an oldies one in the 70s. I do not. Have you ever, okay. I used to hear that song all the time, you know, and, and then now I hear it raining down there. I go, wait a minute. You know, the song said it never rains in Southern California, but apparently it does. One other thing, the NFL's easing up on the TD celebrations. I don't give a damn about this. I could care less. It's stupid anyway what some of these guys do. You know, back in the day, some of the guys did some things. Um, of course, you had the icky shuffle. You know, it's just a little dance, you know, no big deal. But these guys really want to make it a bigger deal, so they're pretty much going to let them do what they do as long as it's not a sexual, suggestive move. And, and no dunking tour. on the goalpost. Yeah. They they took that away? No, you can't – still no dunking. Oh, see, that you know, what what's the big deal on that? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and no twerking, know. obviously. So yeah. that's yeah. – <laughs> and you can't do any uh, um, – Arms, you know, like a, a, the bow and arrow's got to be out. You can't, you know, act like you got a gun or anything right. like that. So they, they're going to do that. What do you think about that? You're the, you're the younger generation. Look, I've, I never understood why they took it out of the first place. Let the guys have fun. But I stop, if, if you're going to lighten up, let them dunk on the goalpost. Yes, what's the, what's the harm in that? Yeah. I mean, that's no, yeah. I mean, you, they take a chance of getting hurt. That's their own problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, know? I understand some of the things, but just let the, let it, they scored a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. 
Let it, him celebrate. The sexual thing, I can understand for sure. Yes, yeah, I can understand yeah. that, but still, like, they scored a touchdown. Come yeah. on. Yeah, let him. They yeah. should let the Browns celebrate extra. <laughs> Since it's a rare occasion when we get in the end zone. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, Dean Blandino, by the way, didn't mention this. He's the new head official now, so he'll be in charge of what's going on. They're going to send out a video to all the teams and let them know what's good and what's not. All right, let's go back. Let's. What, what are the other points that you have for the upcoming uh, NBA championship? Well, I, this is LeBron's sixth time he's been an underdog in the finals, which to me is just amazing. It is. Like – Six to, he's the best player, so that shows that his teams haven't been as good as these other, the, like these other, these other, like all the other teams he's played against. He's not expected to win, so then when he loses, we penalize him and say, "Oh, you should have won." When you're in, you're an odds-on favorite, or you're an odds-on underdog to lose a series. What do you think about the comparison everybody's doing between him and Michael Jordan? Okay, uh, he's. To me, he's the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. Never saw Jordan. I only saw his right. Wizards days. I oh, can't. Geez. So I can't say. <laughs> you didn't see nothing. Yeah. No, he's yeah. the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. Um, the comparisons to Jordan. Look, let him play out his career. But the thing with Jordan is, everyone just says, "Oh, six rings." Yeah. And yeah, he was great in the finals, but he lost three times in the first round. LeBron's never lost in the first round. Yeah. And if you want to just say, "Oh," If you want to go to the rings, that's fine. But then you got to look at his old playoff career. He did like losing three times in the first round. That's not very good. And LeBron has not done that. That's almost more impressive. You could say than going six and zero in the finals. Yeah. Well, in Jordan, you know, he had a hard time. The, the Pistons was a team that they, he yeah. just never could beat. Well, I'm just saying, like the compare. It's I. There's the, no compare. You can't do it. I, no. As far as I'm concerned. No. I mean, what? So okay. So say LeBron. Wins six titles, so he wins three more. Okay, is that just a? Does he finally? Oh, they're tied. Now we're just give it to LeBron. Like, what does he need to do for people? Because then it will be Jordan never lost a finals, and LeBron lost three. Okay, well, that, about, fi- okay. that finals in 07 yeah. should just be wiped clean, and he should not be penalized from it. He should be praised for taking that Cavs team to the finals. Yeah, go look at that roster. How he got that team in the finals <laughs> is the most amazing thing ever done on a basketball court. Houdini, I mean. Houdini couldn't have pulled a better yes. trick than that, let yes. me tell you. But what about um, the – yeah, okay, they get he, he gets three more, he gets six, and now Jordan's got six. What hurts – and I'm just asking this question. Does it hurt LeBron because of the way he moved around? Going, you know, Leaving Cleveland, going to Miami, and come back to Cleveland because, of course, Jordan won all his with the Bulls. Yeah, does see, that make a difference to you? Uh, to me, no, it doesn't. It doesn't look. Sometimes you gotta. The league changed, and these guys started joining to each, joining teams with each other. Right. And you could say he was the first one that did it. Yep. But that's what he thought he had to do to win. He wasn't getting the players in Cleveland to do it. Like he never had a Scottie Pippen in Cleveland. No, that's not, true. not anything even close to that. No. So then he went and he got Dwayne Wade and he won a couple of rings down there. And then he saw Kyrie being this guy that he's like, oh, this is great. I won't have to do all the pressure or handle all the point guard roles and do all that stuff. And he could take the clutch shots too. Yeah. And he came back and that's what he did. So, sure, if you want to penalize him for leaving, that's fine. But he doesn't win last year if he doesn't go to Miami. Well, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. 
I tell you, th- this is going to be a very good series. Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and do it. Uh, who's going to win it, and how many games? Well, obviously, my heart is saying the Cavs well, are going to win it. I'm still going to take them. Look, I'm not very. I'm not confident that they're going to win the series. I'm really not. <laughs> the only like, well, I don't, I, yeah, that's true. Because I just look at the map. I'm just like, man, they got. Like last year, you could hide someone on Harrison Barnes. Right. You can't hide anyone on it. There's no Harrison Barnes to hide at the starting lineup. <laughs> you got LeBron's got to guard Durant whenever he's out there. Like, uh, J.R. Smith's probably going to guard Steph. So Kyrie's got to run around and guard Clay, or they'll switch on that. Like, Love's got to defend Draymond or Patchouli. Like, there's no one to hide on this team, which right. is that's that's the biggest thing. But look, I'm you give me a healthy Kyrie Irving, yeah, a healthy LeBron, a, to an extent a healthy Love. Look, it's mainly a healthy Kyrie, a healthy LeBron. I'll take my chances. You know, I agree with you. I, I all the hype they're talking about with the Golden War, the Golden State Warriors winning. I don't think so. I I think Cleveland they've proved what they can do. Now, and I'm telling you right now, even if they lose the first game. I think they take the second game. They're, they're going to take one from Golden State at home. I, the easier one is number one because we saw what how the yeah, Warriors exactly. were against the Spurs after that long layoff, and they lose that game if Kawhi doesn't get hurt. Exactly. The other thing, the Warriors haven't played the caliber of team. Oh, no. Like, not even close. Look, I'm not saying – the Cavs have not played the caliber of team either, but they had the least game plan for Paul George. Right. Um, who played all four games. Paul George is better than Damian Lillard, and he's better than anyone on the Jazz. Like, the best player the Warriors had to deal with was Kawhi Leonard for two and a half quarters. Yeah. They have had to deal with no type of player like this, the type of players the Cavs have. So that's another thing. They had a cakewalk. They did. The Warriors, you they talk about how the West is so tough. That is a cakewalk they had there with Kawhi getting hurt. Yeah, that, so, was, that was the key there, absolutely. Oh, yes, because they the Spurs— That would have been a total different series. Yeah, but I don't think the Spurs still win it, no, but, but it goes six. Exactly. You rather play, than you play e- one more game. Yeah, rather than an easy sweep. Four, that yeah. was easy sweep. But I'm going to take the Cavs, and I'll say they'll win it at home in six just because I like the way they—I want them to win it at home. But if they—I mean, if they win another game seven in Oracle— Wow. I mean, that is— That'll that, make news, baby. Yeah, well, and the Cavs aren't – the teams – some teams are intimidated by the Warriors. Right. And then when they go on a big run, they'll get done. The Cavs are not afraid of the big Warriors run. So that's why yeah. I like their chances. It's going to be a good – it's going to be good. And There's going to be overreacting early on in the series. I'm going to take Cleveland as well, and I'll, I'll, I'll go six games too. I like to see them win at home. But I, do you – what, what do you give the percentage chance is going to go seven games? Oh, I think it's like thirty percent. I think it's like half a third. Okay, but I also like if the Cavs are able to play physical with Curry as they've done. Yeah, because Curry in the last two finals have been bad. He has not been very good. Yeah, he does not respond to that. No, he does not like being played physical. And the Cavs have played him physical, and the refs let a little more go in the finals. Yes, so that is to the Cavs' advantage. And does Clay Thompson continue to shoot thirty percent from three? Yeah. And if he does, that gives the Cavs a huge chance to win, more Absolutely. than if he gets out of the funk. Absolutely. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. We sure appreciate y'all joining us, and we'll be back next week to talk and see how it's going in the NBA championship. 
So for the Warren Shore, the Wiz Kid, and of course me, Coach Gary, we're glad to have you on the air, and we'll talk to you next week. Until then, have a great sports day. 